Hello and welcome to the Social Discovery Podcast, a series presented by the industry's leading trade publication. My name is Sean, and each podcast I'll be chatting with leaders from the online social discovery industry who are making a big impact on the future of friend finding. On this episode of the Social Discovery Podcast, we're delighted to be joined by Maddie Mulluck and Harry Hall, co-founders of Buddy. They tell me about how the social discovery platform is lowering the barrier to entry for hobbies, helping people to find like-minded friends. Hi, Maddie and Harry. Thank you so much for joining me on the Social Discovery Podcast. So to start things off, can you introduce yourselves and tell us about Buddy? Yeah, thanks so much for having us on the podcast. We're really excited to introduce ourselves and Buddy. I'm Maddie, one of the co-founders of Buddy, and I'm sort of focused on marketing and growth. Hi. Uh, yeah, thanks, Sean. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm Harry, the other co-founder of Buddy, uh, and I'm primarily responsible for the business side of things as well as product. So Buddy is a social discovery app that connects people through shared hobbies. Um, We properly launched in January this year and Buddy's mission is to make people happier through shared hobbies and meaningful friendships. Hobbies are really important and they bring so much fulfillment and happiness to our lives and they're really often overlooked. They're sort of the first thing that gets dropped when life gets busy, you've got other priorities. Um, I think It's well known that people are lonelier than ever, but people are also doing less than ever. And we want Buddy to be a hybrid solution to meeting new people and also making it so much easier and funner to do what you love. It's really easy to indulge your hobbies through like watch TikToks, YouTube videos, blogs about your hobbies. But, you know, reading about knitting or running or mountain biking whatever your hobby is it's just not the same as actually going out and doing it I think for a lot of people the barrier to entry to doing your hobby is having someone to do it with you know sometimes it's for safety reasons sometimes people feel more confident doing their hobby with a friend sometimes it's logistically easier if you've got to travel somewhere but for the most part it's just so much funner to have a friend to do your hobby with um so buddy brings something totally new to the hobby space and also to the friend finding space it's quite simple when you first meet someone the first thing you do is you look for some form of common ground or interest with that person a hobby a passion something you both have experienced um so connecting over a common interest is a really easy way to make new friends which can be really hard as an adult so we want buddy to be a hybrid solution to meeting new people online, which is obviously wide, wildly accepted culturally and is very efficient. But the whole purpose is to actually connect with someone that shares your hobby and then go out and do it in real life together. Yeah, just just adding on that, as Maddie said, it's really difficult to find people to do your hobbies with. And, you know, I think if it's if your hobby is a team sport, for example, so let's say what you wanted to do was play hockey or rugby, pretty much the only way to solve that is you're going to want to go and join a hockey or a rugby team, right? But really for anything outside of team sports, it's super difficult. Um, You know, the example I have for myself is I love going and doing photography. And sure, I can go out by myself with my camera and take some photos, but it would be a lot more fun to do it with someone else. But how, how am I going to meet that person? Am I going to go and stand outside the shard and hope that I bump into another photographer that's also taking that photo. 
um, there's just not really any sort of mechanism or platform to to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I really resonate with what Maddie was saying there about people having all sorts of interests. You know, you mentioned about particular things you watch on YouTube and Twitter and things like that, but totally agree that the the barrier to entry is, you know, finding other people who share that same interest with you. And you might be able to individually, you know, find a, a group on Facebook or something kind of like through a random other methods, but it's really useful to have this one singular source where all these different communities are available. And I think that's what you're trying to do with Buddy. So and I kind of want to ask about the, the origins of the platform as well. And, you know, was there any sort of particular challenges or issues you noticed in society that really made you feel like this is, this is why we need to create Buddy? Yeah, of course. So a little bit of history um, on Buddy here. So I had exactly this problem, right? Trying to find someone to do my hobby with. One of the things I've done throughout my whole life and one of the things I'm most passionate about is uh, off-road motorbiking. I grew up in Cornwall and, you know, was was thankful, uh, grateful enough to um, have a lot of, you know, ability to ride off-road motorbikes and I love doing it. And so when I moved to London, um, that was kind of taken away from me. Um, and so what I did was I bought a road bike, which was something that was new to me. And initially, I used that bike to commute on. Uh, I lived in uh, southwest London, and I used to ride it pretty much every day uh, into the city where I was working. And whilst that was a fun way to commute, um, I did really enjoy the riding. And I thought, look, what, it would be great to have some friends uh, who were also into this to go riding with at the weekends. So my first port of call was online forums. You know, there were a few kind of motorbikey groups uh, in the UK, and I went on there and I wrote a pretty simple post. I said, hey, I'm Harry. I think I was about 22 at the time. I said, hey, you know, I've, I've got my first bike. I'd love to just meet some people to go riding with at the weekends. And the response I got was not fantastic. Um, I got a lot of people slightly angrily responding to my post being like, why does age matter? Once the helmet's on, you know, age isn't an issue. And whilst I agreed in principle with their point, um, that just wasn't what I was looking for, right? Like I wanted someone who I had connection and, you know, a bit more of a wider relationship with than just literally following on a motorbike. So after that, um, as I tend to do with many things, um, I took matters into my own hands. So what I did was I started a meetup group. Uh, and I think I called it the London Young Riders. And, you know, what I had, to, I had to pay to form this group and I had to pay a monthly subscription to do so. And every other couple of weeks or so, I would post a meetup. I'd say, you know, Thursday, 6.30 p.m., um, we're meeting here. And I would go and sit uh, initially by myself in the bike shed in Shoreditch, which is a, a really cool venue, sort of motorbike focused. And I would literally just sit there and see if anyone would turn up. Um, and then, the, you know, the first week, one person did show up, uh, you know, the second week, a couple of others. And when I started this endeavor, my, my only goal was I said to myself, if I can meet one half sensible person to be friends with from this, this will be a massive win, right? This will have been a success. What actually happened is that group pretty quickly grew to about a thousand uh, members, not the intention, not what I was trying to make it. Um, but clearly there was a need for people who were very sort of like-minded to find some sort of community to, to, to ride their motorbikes with. Um, personally, that 
endeavor was way more successful than I kind of ever imagined it would be because I found in that group what are to this day some of my closest and best friends. Um, I got married last year and three of the guys from that motorbike group were my ushers. So, you know, we formed a friendship over this uh, shared connection. And, you know, since then, we've been on all sorts of holidays and adventures together, some motorbike focus, um, but some not. So then after that, you know, I, I, I didn't really see any kind of business angle to the meetup group. But I thought, you know, there's something here. Let's see what I can do. So it's a bit of a side project. I actually created a, I guess what you would have called a, a social media website, which was sort of the website version of this meetup group. So I invited all the members onto this website. And what I created was pretty simple, you know, a profile, a picture, a bio. Um, but the important thing I put in the website was I had a map and the map allowed you to sort of put your home address, you know, within a reasonable degree of accuracy um, of where you lived. The point being, all the members on this website could go on the map and see if there were any other members who lived close by to them, you know, then they could reach out, message uh, and, and go riding together. Um, that worked pretty well, but, you know, it was only ever intended to be a sort of side project and, you know, other, other things took priority and, and ultimately I closed it down. But it always niggled at the back of my head, right? I sort of realized I had been onto something, but I was always sort of searching for what the um, what the angle was. And then I, I'd say about two years ago, I distinctly remember this happening. Um, and I've heard it happen to other people and I never really believed it. But I had this sort of light bulb epiphany uh, as I was walking in the park and I thought, my God, that's the problem. But it's not just a motorbike problem. This is a problem for every hobby. Um, and so that was really the genesis of Buddy is I wanted to bring, you know, what I had found out of that motorbike group, which was ultimately, you know, a lot of fun adventure, but also some of my best friends to every hobby and every interest. Yeah, when I first heard this story from Harry, I was super, super inspired by it. I really, really resonated with it. Um, I've been a big sailor my whole life and started doing these big trips a couple of weeks out of the year. And I would take a bunch of my friends that have never set foot on a boat before on these sailing trips. And they absolutely loved it. And it was 10 times funner bringing friends along that then loved it as well as me just doing on my own. So I was going a bit back and forth of, oh, I could just go on this trip on my own, or I could take a bit of a risk and bring a load of people, pray they don't get seasick, and they didn't, and it was just the best time, and it's some trips that, that those friends really look forward to. Um, my biggest inspiration behind Buddy was just to make it as easy as possible to find people to do your hobbies with. Like you said, everyone's interested in something, but just how do you connect with those people? Um, and I think... There's a couple of different options in the friendship finding space, which is great, but they're largely sort of group focused and centered around organized events, which I think is amazing if that's what you're into. I don't think that the friendship finding is a one size fits all solution, um, but there just wasn't much available if you just wanted to meet one or two people for a specific purpose. It can be quite daunting to turn up to a big friendship finding 
event um, and it could be easy just to connect with a couple of people where you've already got a common interest you've got something to do something to talk about on your first sort of friendship date um, so buddy we hope is like a, a hybrid approach to meet you, meeting new people it's it's an app so obviously that means being on your phone um, but it removes the friction of actually finding someone to do whatever your hobby with is with and sort of facilitates chatting first but it's actually all about going out and doing your hobbies I think at the end of the day both of our biggest inspiration is for people to just have more fun do what you love and make some genuine friends along the way yeah just just adding to that um you know the the big group organized events are, are great and they have their place but you know if I just want to find someone for a casual badminton match after work once a week I don't really want to trek halfway across London to go to the monthly London badminton meetup of 200 people. I just want to find someone reasonably close to me that wants to play badminton. Um, also, you know, within the sort of social discovery space at the moment, uh, what we see is a lot of friend finding apps um, are sort of targeted and marketed towards women specifically. And I think that's really important. I think absolutely that sort of demographic does need some sort of bespoke and sort of tailored uh, solutions in this space. So, and I, I think those apps are fantastic. Um, you know, one thing we want to do at Buddy though, is make it inclusive for everyone, um, especially men, right? We want, you know, men, women, everyone on the app. I think one of the issues is uh, with men are, you know, just naturally going to be a little bit less forthcoming about um, not having any friends or loneliness specifically. I think that's just something which unfortunately among men still is, is still not really talked about. And I fundamentally disagree with this, but there is still a little bit of a stigmatism around just generally not having any friends. Um, so I, I think that's really bad. And that's one of the reasons we designed Buddy is because, you know, it gives a little bit more purposefulness and a little bit of an initial basis to putting yourself out there, which in itself can be quite daunting and effectively asking for friendship uh, with someone. Um, you know, having that hobby just makes it a little bit more purposeful and, and just takes the edge off slightly. So, you know, one way I think about Buddy is I have friends. I just don't know one who plays golf, right? And that's, that little bit more purposeful uh, connection to have with someone. Yeah, thank you. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's really interesting to hear about your sort of personal journeys towards why you felt that buddy was really important to, and I think, um, you know, Harry, your story about there, about having that group grow from just you sitting by yourself to, you know, having loads and loads of people. I think it really just shows that, you know, this this kind of model can be applied, but across loads of different interests, not just not just that one particular one. So yeah, thank you. I think that's that's really, really interesting. I, I wanted to explore now a bit about the sort of user journey when people sign up to Buddy and the kind of process of um, going about finding uh, their particular interests and sort of finding, um, you know, new connections. So could you tell us a bit about that? So Buddy is designed to be pretty efficient and pretty simple. Um, we, want to, we wanted to create a platform that, that was the shortest distance and the least friction between not knowing someone to do your hobby with and being out there and doing it with someone, right? We just wanted to bridge that gap in the easiest way possible. Um, and we took some inspiration from, 
you know, the the way dating apps are set up, I think that's a pretty efficient process. Um, so Buddy's, Buddy's really simple, right? You sign up, you put your hobbies, uh, you create a little bit of a description, and then the app will match you, uh, match you with, uh, with other users. So the way the matching works is, is very simply, we match you with other people who have listed the same hobby as you. So when you list your hobbies, there is a pre-given list of just over 220 different hobbies that you can put. So we really do cover an incredibly broad spectrum. Um, but when you put a hobby, you will also put a little bit of a description. You know, it helps add a little bit of context. If relevant, it can be about your skill level, for example, or it could be about your specific subset of interest within that hobby. Uh, sometimes that's relevant. We see that from users. So, you know, given your defined search parameters, just things like age and uh, location, gender and which hobbies you're looking for, the app will just match you. So let's say you and I both put tennis. If we were within the search settings, we would see each other on the app. But importantly, that text description just gives that little bit more context. And it allows you to make a little bit more of an informed decision on whether this is a good potential match or not. A silly example of this would be, you know, let's say we both put tennis, we would see each other. But let's say my description was, I have never played tennis before and I'm looking for a partner to get into it with. But your description was, I'm looking for a doubles partner to enter Wimbledon. We're probably not, the right match for each other, albeit that, uh, you know, that we were um, in the right ballpark by both being tennis players. Yeah, we've, we've tried to keep the matching process, as Harry said, as slick and as easy as possible. So there's as little hobby admin as possible and as much actually going out and doing it. I mean, I can't express this enough, but Harry is obsessed with user experience and is constantly looking on how things can be improved and optimized i mean i've never seen a brain like it he's like that in his life as well as just with buddy like his coffee machine the way gmail is laid out all sorts of things he just has one of those brains that's always spotting optimal ways to do things and he brings that quite unique skill set to buddy which i think how we've managed to get the matching process so straightforward quite quickly great yeah thank you so much and uh, yeah i think you definitely get a sense there of you know how you can find the optimal person for you and you know as you said it, there are platforms we can meet in a big group but if you just want as harry said you know a tennis partner for an evening this sounds like kind of the optimal way to do that i think that's that you're definitely suited for that kind of person, that kind of interest. So yeah, thank you so much. I kind of wanted to shift now and, and talk about a bit about the business side of things with Buddy. So how would you describe uh, the platform's sort of current stage of development? So the simple answer to this is I, I'd say we're in our growth stage. So I want to make it very clear that Buddy is live. It's on the app stores. We have users and, you know, everything's going great. We're not we're not in development. Um, so we're, we're really in our kind of growth and building our user base stage of the business. So we soft launched on the App Store um, in the back end of 2023. And, you know, we really treated this as our sort of soft launch slash beta test of the app. 
So, you know, we had a few friends and family and um, early adopters who had found us on the app. Um, you know, we were sort of getting uh, insights into how it was being used and really just sort of shaking out any bugs and any inefficiencies uh, that, that, that we were encountering. Um, we took, we actively asked for and took feedback from all of those users, which was incredibly helpful. Um, and in that period as well, we also launched sort of version 1.1 of the app that just made a few little refinements um, and uh, got rid of a few bugs that we had found. So we officially consider ourselves as having launched in January of this year. And now, you know, we're putting a huge amount of effort into the primary goal, which is really attracting users to the app and getting the word out there about Buddy. Um, I wanted to ask as well about also the fundraising journey, because obviously that's so important for startups and new entrants to any industry. So how's that journey going? And so what key areas do you think that fundraising will, will go towards in helping in the body's continued growth? Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, for anyone listening, we are going to be uh, starting our fundraising journey fairly soon. I think sort of middle of March, um, maybe beginning of April, I will officially pull the trigger on uh, raising our first round for Buddy. Um, I'm just, you know, in the background, uh, Getting gearing is up for that for that process um, and getting everything in place to make that as slick and easy as possible. So yeah, we'll we'll be targeting that you know sort of throughout April. Um, what's that going to be used for? Primarily, it's going to be used for marketing. Um, you know, when I when we launched this this project um, for Clarity, we've been bootstrapped and self funded up until this point. So when we were getting the app developed, you know our our base case was, look, let's just get an MVP built. Let's get something out there. Let's get testing done and really get some live feedback. I think the developers we've worked with have been fantastic. And if I'm honest, the product we've launched is, whilst, of course, there's scope for improvement, is really much more than an MVP. And I'm pretty happy to call it almost a sort of fully fledged functioning version of the app. Um, so I've been really happy with it from that perspective. So, you know, the majority of uh, the fundraiser will go towards marketing. Um, you know, we have some pretty uh, sort of exciting ideas about how we're going to approach that. Um, we will also do a little bit of uh, app development. Um, there's a few few features I'd like to add uh, and a few sort of touches around the edges of, of a few little different things within the app. Um, but primarily marketing and really just sort of growing the infrastructure of the business um, to, to give us the best shot possible and, and attract as many users as we can. Yeah, we've got really big plans in the marketing space. Like having such a big potential user base is really exciting and a huge opportunity. But it means the way we communicate with different groups of people is very different um currently the the communications from buddy whether it be on the app itself or all of our other channels is as bespoke as possible to different hobby groups so that it really resonates with them that users can users can get the most out of the app but also interacting with our with our other channels as possible um and that's something really important to us as we want every user to feel like they're getting the absolute best out of their experience with buddy um so at the moment there are a couple of key hobby groups that have been very active so far on the app, um, like yoga and surfing. So we've got a lot of content geared towards those hobby groups, but we've got big plans to expand this more bespoke content into as many other hobby, hobby areas as possible. 
Thank you. Yeah, this is such an exciting time for you. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how this sort of continues to develop and grow. And as you said, all these different marketing initiatives that you've got going on to attract the kind of diverse groups that you want on the platform. So, you know, looking ahead to the rest of 2024 now, do you have any sort of set targets in mind for Buddy and, and for the rest of the year? Yeah, so look, it's it's interesting. Well, when you're when you're this early stage in a startup, um, it can it can be quite easy to get distracted by all sorts of different things you you could be doing. Um, but we're pretty focused on our two goals for this year. The first one, as we mentioned, is to get this fundraising round away. Um, I'm hoping to get that done as sort of slick and efficiently as possible. Uh, so I want to get that closed um, and really really get Buddy going as as uh, as optimally as we can. Uh, and the second target is quite simply um, growing our user base, right? You know, as as most apps um, in this kind of space have, you know, the key is the network of users that we have on the app. Um, we have a fantastic uh, base of users currently. And so the goal for this year is to grow that user base. That's our primary objective. Um, we, we do have a few sort of targets of numbers of users that we would like to finish uh, the year at but primary goals for this year are fundraising and getting users on the app absolutely well thank you so much it's been great talking to you and finally i just want to give you the opportunity to tell listeners how they can keep up with you guys and all the developments to come at buddy yeah thank you so much for having us it's been it's been great to chat so as harry said buddy is live it's on the the app store and the play store so b-u-d-d-e-e um so sean what's your hobbies um you know what as you mentioned before i love watching football related youtube content but i need to find 10 other people and start a team so that's my that's my football hobby exactly yeah so anyone (laughs) anyone with a hobby that they're looking for someone to do it with um it's probably listed on there um our other socials if anyone's interested in following on with the journey um is at buddy app instagram tiktok all the usual places um, we've got our website and there's a blog on our website. So for anyone who's interested in hobby ideas, tips and tricks, we've got we've got a lot of content like that on our on our website and blog. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's yeah, really exciting times ahead. So great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for here on this episode of the Social Discovery Podcast but I'd like to extend a massive thank you to my guest this week. Follow Social Discovery Insights for more content like this. But that's all from me today. Take care and goodbye for now.